Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 414 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being rec- That sounded like a desperate cry for help, which it always should sound like. Uh, being recorded for you on this uh, late Sunday, the 2nd of October, 2022, at uh, uh, 194700 hours. Crack Engineer, Ivor Molina, Wapow, over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign... Ah, Ivor, I know, I know. I know, last week's show was a shit show. It was actually kind of poetic in a weird, hallucinogenic, uh, completely divorced from, you know, the topic, the mainstream, as Tumblr would say, the mainstream of this evening's symposium. And because of all that, Ivor... We show ways one, Johnny. Why, Ivor? You've been fired. They've pinned the blame on you, and you've been scapegoated for last week's disaster. So fuck off, Ivor Molina. But he is holding up the whiskey sign. The whiskey sign of all things, of all portents, or not portent? What the fuck? Oh God! Of all the. 
All the signs and symbols, be they on the road or in the bones of chickens. The most important one ever is the whiskey sign. So, one moment. Oh, that one went down hard. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, so yes, that would, of course, we fired Ivor. Let's see what we know. Episode 414, Best Linux Games. Best Linux Games podcast. Oh, yeah. We have a show to do for you this week. A sad show, but nowhere near as demented as last week's. Um, oh, and that would, of course, make it for our sequel friends. Uh, oh, shit. 2022, 10 1949, 100 hours. Um, sorry we're late, but my teeth are still not fixed, and I, I have all sorts of problems. Beyond that, start off on the two serious, most serious uh, notes for this week. It's important, and I, I'm not going to say a lot of words, I'm not going to say a lot about this, but I just want Everyone out there who remembers this show five years ago, October 1st was the five-year anniversary of literally what was the worst mass shooting in United States history, which happened here in my hometown, Las Vegas. Um, And I've talked extensively about it. We did a whole episode about how it's not the games, not these culture war, it's the fucking guns. Um, But it is just yesterday, everyone in this town who's been out here for for a decade or more, I was I happen to be from here. It was something on everyone's minds. Because it was such a horrible day. I, I wanna, uh, uh, it was just so crazy to me thinking that this was five fucking years ago and we were still... We, we, we'd been doing the show for a number of years and my... If I... I, I, w- I want you to remember October 1st in Las Vegas. I want everyone else out... It's been five years... And this is not a happy anniversary. This is a horrendously tragic anniversary. And what I want you to remember is there's one salient anecdote, and then we'll get. We have a huge show for you this week, all about Linux games. We also want to extend our, you know, um, I mean, I've seen the pictures out of uh, out of uh, Florida from Hurricane Ian, which was just like fucking crazy. Uh, I hopefully the loss of life does not get much worse, but like like saying 76 people died which seems like a miracle to me first of all, like if they tell you to evacuate get the fuck out, but you know, whatever none of that's important you know, the the um, the fuck, you know like uh, recriminations or whatever I don't know, I, I'm not real interested in 
in that aspect this morning, today, it's Sunday, so it's Meet the Press. Oh, that would, of course, make it for our sequel friends. Oh, no, we already did that. Um, I did not see Meet the Press today, but uh, I did watch 20 minutes of CNN this morning, and it looks like a fucking sledgehammer that is like a square mile in diameter. Diameter is half of the circle, right? From the center to half, one side of the circle. So it's like a, it's like, it's like a, it's just the biggest sledgehammer I've ever seen, just leveled everything. Um, so that I'm, it's so hard to see people who've lost. I mean, if you just like look at the evening news or whatever, if a house burns down in your, in your town, you feel terrible. And, you know, you, Maybe you even reach out to the family to. I mean, they're homeless. They lost everything. This is a lot of people who just lost everything. They just got shit hammered. So, but oh, I I, I want to express before we go any further. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. But back to October first, five years ago. There's something that gets glossed over in the quotidian fucking ultra um condensed news like you know cable news and and non-local news that I just want to remind everyone of somewhere between 550 and 650 people got shot in Las Vegas that day we lost about 60 of them. There's never been a mass casualty incident in America, in our history, from a domestic, deranged domestic terrorist. And this number must not be forgotten because on October 1st, not only were there not enough ambulances such that Every Uber and Lyft driver who was working this strip rallied to Mandalay Bay and began ferrying fucking people who'd been shot to any hospital they could find and leaving them out in front when and then going back to get more people because there was no it took them fucking four hours to get just all the people who've been fucking shot out of there. And it was lifting Uber drivers and ambulance drivers and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it, you have to understand that this is, Las Vegas is a, in essence, it's a small town, but it's a city of, you know, like 1.8 million people, 1.5 million people, something like that. It is a big, big city, we have a lot of hospitals they would leave them out in front because they were not able it's like the triage line went out the doors and this is something people forget about October the 1st here in Vegas 600 people got shot Another and 60 of them were killed 600 people getting shot is something that 
you know, but I know people who worked that night. I was here that night. I know people who worked that night, uh, both on the strip. I had a friend who actually worked at Mandalay Bay, who's supposed to be working that night, but not that, not the concert that was like kind of adjacent to Mandalay Bay. But I knew, uh, I I knew two Lyft drivers. Every time I get into an, a Lyft or Uber in this town, I I if they want to talk about, you know, anything, because otherwise I'm just, like, looking at my phone, you know, and take me to the airport, motherfucker. Airport! I'm not a big talker in a taxi cab, unless I have to. Mm. And then we get into a Lyft or an Uber. I asked the, I asked the driver, always, how long you been in Vegas, how long you been driving in Vegas? And then I asked the uncomfortable question. I was like, were you working on uh, October 1st? And I've had... Man, it's... It is crazy. How often? The answer is yes. And I was there. And... Yeah. And finally, on the I just want I gotta highlight that because that tells you every you want a single number that really does not register in the national media or our understanding, our collective understanding of literally the worst shooting in this country's history. You want a single number that really brings that home. We have like 10 hospitals here in Vegas. We have private ambulance service, you know, AMR and another one or whatever. Not only were were there not enough ambulances, there were barely, it took every fucking Lyft and Uber driver volunteering for four hours and they just did it spontaneously to get people to hospitals and not only and not only were there not enough hospital beds and stuff there wasn't physical room in all the hospitals in Las Vegas to triage people inside with gunshot wounds from weapons of war so once again I have to say but this time if I had to do that story again and thank god I uh, hopefully god I mean it's it's inevitable every every you know the quantity isn't the point the fucking insanity is the point and the fact that we can't fucking deal with this is the point and so my point on this anniversary is it's not just it's not the culture wars it's not the video games it's not the rap music all of these fucking mass shooters are from the fucking insane GQP political right who are you know 80 95% white middle age or younger now that's a disturbing thing and so 
whose blood is on the GQP's hands, I'll tell you. I saw a shirt yesterday. Um, man, this made me angry. Oh, no, it wasn't a shirt. It was, I think it was the headline on uh, our last pseudo fake local alt weekly newspaper. Uh, who I'm not even going to fucking mention their name. Um, it couldn't beat us, so they became us. But uh, the headline, the, the front cover said, Five Years Vegas Strong. That is not an answer. That is not an answer. And, you know, we need to do some fucking soul searching in this country, motherfuckers. We are cruising, we are headed straight into disaster and civil war when these armed crackhead motherfuckers, these GQP people who are getting these fucking signals from their allegedly still president and JFK is still, JFK Jr. is still alive and it's like like the whole fascist fucking movement got if you want to know what's going on in America right now there's a book came out uh, last month it's fantastic by one of my favorite uh analysts, normally like analysts on like cable news and stuff are, you know pundits or idiots like they're either too far removed too long retired or they don't know what the fuck they're talking about or they're just people who talk about politics without ever doing any, anyway they're there to like basically maintain the status quo and this is why you don't hear about the 600 people who got shot that day. You only hear about the 60 who got killed. But you want to know what's going on in America? You want to know what's coming very, very soon to a town, a courthouse, a hotel, a shopping center, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm not an airport. Airports are hard in targets. A grocery store. I'm naming a a high school, a middle school, a grade school, a kindergarten near you. If you want, if you live in America, but if you want to, if you're outside of America, this book is even better. It's called They Want to Kill Americans by Malcolm Nance, who is one of my favorite people who's allowed on TV because Malcolm Nance was a fucking spy. He was a CIA intelligence officer for fucking 16 years. And he was a soldier. And guess where he is right now? He's part of the fucking volunteer foreign legion. He is in Ukraine, in body armor, fucking fighting on the front lines. And he's American citizen, you know, he has the tools, the training, knowledge, you know how, and his, but, but, his book is basically a threat analysis of what the GQP has become. Um, you gotta read that book. It is a phenomenal book. And it, it's just, it is so disturbing. And this is what they want to do. This is what the GQP wants to do. And they celebrate this kind of violence. And there are 
messages, text messages, and forum threads from people who are not inconsequential. I'm talking about people who helped organize January 6th. Who are high-profile people. Say things like, yeah, you know, there's like 350 million people in America or whatever. Um, you know, roughly 30 million of us are fucking brainwashed into this fucking cult of Trump. It's, it's not his language, but I'm giving you his stats, and I think his stats. This is this is a psychopath. I'm giving you his stats, but then I'm going to paraphrase, and it's almost verbatim what he says in this thread. There are like four guns for every person in this country. So 30 million people are absolutely unreasonable and are brainwashed MAGA fucking tools who are ready to, you know, bring about the end of representational democracy. Here was his calculus. Let's say that 1% oh by the way that 30 million people that's where all the guns are he he openly posited let's say if 1% and he did this dreamily with this disgustingness that I find unfathomable and shocking and horrifying and this is not some random dude anyway he said and you can read all about this in Malcolm Nance's book They Want to Kill Americans he said, imagine if 1% of us or less half of 1% 1% of 30 million is you know, blah, he's like, half of them if, if 130,000 if 50, if 20,000 of us all got our guns and on a given day and he didn't say cut the tall trees but that's exactly what he meant we get this we you know main screen turn on we get signal from you know uh dear leader djt this is how much they hate people like me and their friends and neighbors they get the signal 13,000 of us across the country get all of our guns and on that day each one of us kills four Democrats that we know we, and he literally says we all know that they live around us they're our friends and neighbors and yeah it would be a tremendous loss of life but if we kept doing it for two days so maybe everyone kills eight Democrats that they know people in their neighborhoods people that they know from the bar people that they know from work from school it would be a tremendous loss of life and it would be tragic but we'd have the majority and no one left alive would give a flying fuck and anyone who survived would be too afraid to say anything because bam That's what that's what's coming. And I've been saying this for a long time. So don't fucking talk to me about five years Vegas strong. Talking about talking about how we're gonna save this country 
and our fellow citizens from the monstrous, overwhelming, covert plot to literally liquidate the majority party of this country and restore uh, you know talk to me about that and don't fucking talk to me about thoughts and prayers so yeah yesterday was a big is big dark day we have a big awesome show for you this week though I know I'm sorry that went on longer than I thought but you know I, I care about it our feature this week is a review of the excellent arcade racer trail out which is like a big explodey carnival of awesomeness and then we have um two remarkable new and noteworthy so Ivor based on with the feature let's get this show on the road I was a North American fall when were in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, my bad. Uh, you know, based on with the new and noteworthy. Alright, so, okay. Due to last week's madness uh, on the show, I didn't get to mention the two biggest games that are very interesting games. First item in our new and noteworthy is a game called Solstice S-O-U-L-S-T-I-C-E which is like fucking unbelievably impressive, it's a little expensive I will beat it, you will hear a full review of it as soon as I do beat it it is gorgeous with phenomenal voice acting it's like um <coughs> it's like Bayonetta it's like an attempt at doing a Bayonetta with like the modern reboot God of War mechanic where, like, where you have a, a companion that is almost as important as you and is completely integrated into your combat and has its own has their own separate upgrade paths um, and it helps you out and talks to you all the time and there's a tons of voice acting in this game the game is gorgeous voice acting is phenomenal and the character design is really great for an independent game the game is a little expensive, it's $39.99 but if you if you wanted to do Bayonetta with swords, the combat, I thought the combat was going to be like the main focus of this game, but it I'm only five hours in. This is not a review. This is just a new and noteworthy feature. Um, the combat in Solstice is okay. There's a lot of upgrades that I, I haven't uh, gotten enough points yet to take, so it's kind of like a Devil May Cry type of update thing, but the game plunges you right into its environment and introduces you immediately, exclusively to you, to, you know, the player character, her name is Briar, and her weird ethereal companion who's a blue floating ghost girl named Loot. And if the dialogue was not so fucking great in the because eventually what happens is and then you meet um you meet this other guy who is the guy who runs the shop, basically. He's also like the emissary of your the superior officers who sent you on this evidently make 
doomed question mark insane question mark who knows question mark mission and it doesn't make every it doesn't like explain everything to you it doesn't have like you know like a fucking 10 hour introduction it just plunges you like into the lives of these two characters as you control them and you listen to them talk to each other and um and to the other to the third character and by the way you fall instantly in love with Briar has these two fucking magic swords she can double jump like devil may cry and she can air juggle bad guy demons who spawn and you know blah 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 she doesn't have any guns that that uh I can see yet but you have to use oh and she has an eye patch and thigh high fucking medieval boots and this crazy fucking Fantasy Dark Age, goddamn this fucking chair. Fantasy Dark Age, corrupted city filled with um these monsters that you're supposed to have sympathy for, and you kind of eventually do, but you're always wondering what the fuck is going on, and you like all the characters and the voice acting is phenomenal so the way that this game is telling its story is great and the environments are gorgeous the graphics are really good, the combat is kind of like the backseat to ultimately the story Um, and you know you'll fall in love with loot and Briar like pretty much immediately, Briar is like Briar is phenomenal, Briar looks like uh, a character design that was you know, sketched by someone who actually worked on Soul Calibur 6 or whatever, but then got fired for no good reason, and was like, ah, I'm gonna start my own studio, and it's an independent game, so 40 bucks, that's Solstice but you will love loot you will love loot, that's L-U-T-E, like as in like the, the instrument, not not, um as in like rioting so that's Solstice uh, stay tuned you'll hear more about it as soon as I beat it and stuff. And f- finally, in our new and noteworthy, a- oh man, this is a historic game. This is a landmark game. This game, it's called Spider Heck. That's Spider H E C K, as in Spider Hell, but Spider Heck is a side scrolling, uh, massive multiplayer action arena game game uh, that combines the uh, grappling hook ethos of Spider-Man with actual fucking two-dimensional spiders in pseudo 3D their their models are pseudo 3D in a Tron-like sparse world that's reminiscent in uh, its construction in the arena's constructions of um, other great games of this variety although I hate worms, but like sold that other game, you know, other multiplayer pseudo mouse based game. The game is a game has pretty good controller support. I do have some problems with it at times, but then all of that gets wrapped up in a big hefty dose of spiders with lightsabers deflecting, uh, like fucking railgun shots back at other spiders who shot them and this game came out for the epic store 
and was released in I think it was released in parallel on the Steam store and so it has all of the epic store you know entanglement bullshit but it does not ask you to sign up for anything there is a button to link if you have an epic account I don't know why you would you should not have an epic account you should not support the epic store if you're listening to this show you obviously like games on Linux supporting the epic store is in its native format is antithetical to Linux because they're the ones who have brought the EAC plague to us which has lasted for fuck what four years now three years something like that um and showed no sign of abating and I kept saying I'll believe it when I see it this game actually completely works all of the multiplayer completely works it is a super fun game um, the matchmaking completely works at least it did last time I played it which was on I think thir- uh, boy let's find out that was on three days ago September 30th So I think that's Thursday um, the way they get even if you hate multiplayer games but look well I mean you can't really hate multiplayer games but still like soul that um the all the awesome polish of this game I've seen things in this game I've killed people in this game other spiders in this game and then exploded myself in ways that are so amazing the carnage is so spectacular and it's also um, you know you can play uh, in offline mode too but I don't recommend doing that because if you do that it you have to like end you have to shut down the game and then start the game again for it to begin matchmaking you in other modes but there's all these game modes and the quick play is great and a uh, lot of polish a lot of zing a lot of bang for your buck Spider Hack. So far, the reviews have been very positive. Came out September 22nd. Yeah, I wanted to talk about it last week, but uh, 238 reviews. It's not a whole lot of people playing it, which is kind of weird because this is a really good game. It's $14.99. And now, for the main event, let's get ready to rumble. Gentlemen, start your engines. Our full review, which we're going to keep pretty short because there's not really much more to say than than what we're going to say of one of the most underestimated games for me, I thought it was going to suck Trail Out In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. Arr, so... If you know anything about me and racing games, you know that I absolutely fucking hate all arcade racers. Arcade racers suck. They're horrible. They are... I I generally think that they're horrible. There's only been two arcade racers... Well, now three, that I've ever really enjoyed. Uh, The the, uh, Burnout series and... 
Um, oh, God damn it. I can't remember. There was a there was a rush game for a console system that had just a dedicated stunt mode, and this is like fucking. I still I think I still lived at my parents' house, like you know maybe nineteen ninety nine something like that. I can't remember what system it was. I'm not gonna look it up because I don't care because I hate the Rush franchise too. But the one with the dedicated stunt mode was pretty fun. Um. Trail out. Let's let's just cut to the chase here. Trail out is a cross between Wreckfest and a multi-mode campaign type of freeform free race game with a mild story-based component to it. And a, uh, not a free roam sensibility, but you can do free races and it has a uh, economy and upgrades and b- car purchasing, upgrading, building, buying, selling, and management. Not a lot of tweaking. Now, here's, here's what you need to know about me and racing games. If I'm going to play a racing game, I better be able to tune the fuck out of the car. I will only play in fucking first person mode behind the wheel. Um, I will only play with manual transmission. Um, my favorite racing game of all time is probably Microsoft Rally. That was the first game where you had a uh, co-pilot. Um, probably the most comparable uh, recent game that I really liked, but I had some problems with ultimately because some of the older cars with the authentic dashboards, you couldn't read enough of the necessary meters easily and there was no HUD to help you, so it's like impossible to figure out what gear you're in or like how fast you're going in some of like the crazier uh supercars, but anyway, that would be Dirt Rally uh, 3, I think we talked about it on the show I only play in the first fucking person mode I only play with realistic damage you know, blah, probably the last game that came close to me really loving it, that was not a fucking dedicated simulation of authentic rally racing or you know, um tour style, like GT style uh, racing be it endurance or uh, just, you know, limited circuits uh, was probably uh, Wreckfest and Wreckfest was a demolition derby racing and demo derby uh, realistic damage and stuff, but it had some performance issues and it was just, it was it felt kind of I don't know, I can't remember if I gave it that game our highest honor, but I probably did because it was just such a unique title and stuff well, let's cut right to the chase, Trail Out is a Russian version of Wreckfest crossed with hard driving you take on the role of uh, Mikhail 
a legendary racer who is recently fallen on hard times at the beginning when his car explodes and wanders out of the wreckage. One year later, he rejoins the Trail Out Festival, which has the worst name of a game ever. The festival is like a demolition derby with all these different racing, um, like actual race events. The focus here, here, I'm, uh, here, we'll make this much shorter. I'm just going to read you, because I, I posted a review last night, because I want people to play this game. I play this game, I, 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 I beat in it, it's 20, I got 26 hours in, but I've beaten it. So that, ref- that fulfills both requirements for me to be able to do a review by this show's standards. And yes, Trail Out does get our highest honor, worth full price, every price, uh, any day, every day award. It's 20 bucks. It's $19.99. <coughs> it is absolutely worth it. That's like a, you know, like fucking 75 cents an hour for 26 hours. And when you beat it, you're going to feel sad. By the way, before I read the review, I don't know, okay, no. No more Porat impression. Um, even though it, this game has some of the worst dialogue, it's so bad, and I don't believe in that concept, that it's so bad that it's good. It is so horrible, it's awesome. And it's funny, and in a lot of places, it's it's really funny. There's a lot of fucking time and attention and polish and awesomeness that went into this game, but, uh, Oh shit, what was I going to say? Oh yeah! It's like, I only play simulate, you know, I, I try to go for the most hardcore deepest levels of simulated racing games. I'm not into F1 and I'm, I hate NASCAR but GT but Rally is my, my all time favorite. You know, like any rally racing game that is like focused on being a simulation and I only, I, you know, blah all of Trail Out, I played in third-person chase cam and automatic transmission, and I had a fucking blast. So, here is my... Oh, I almost switched into Russian accent again. Th- this will get us out of here pretty quickly. I gotta go soon. So, here's the review I posted to Steam, hopefully, to encourage other people to give Trail Out, which has such a terrible title. Oh yeah, the premise is you you have to eliminate every one of the other racers from the festival bracket board, climb to the top, and take out your arch nemesis, Frank Woods, uh, and finally win the Trail Out Festival. And there's one condition about winning the Trail Out Festival. If you win... If you win it all, if you come in first and you have eliminated all the competition, you can never compete in the Trail Out Festival again. And the story actually gets interesting. One secret thing I'm going to just tell you right now, it's not a secret. It's my fav- probably my, one of my favorite little touches in the game because there's lots of little touches for an independently developed game made by four people over the course of six years. That's their development team. And they bother to thank you. I love it when they thank you at the end of the credits. And like, you guys are like the best. And it's like, they have this hilarious 
hilarious uh <laughs> and they don't care because it's so hardcore so here's what trail out's like here's what i said absolutely wonderful arcade racer focused primarily on spectacular moments magnificent explosions insane collisions high speed insane collisions low speed grinding insane collisions and large showpieces large showpiece demolitions shortcuts this is not a hardcore in cockpit manual transmission tune and prune and practice and practice and practice and shave a second off kind of racing experience the fact that I liked it because I absolutely loathe almost all arcade racers is pretty nuts and is a testament to how super fun this game actually is the graphics occasionally border on legitimately amazeballs and they do like some there there are the game looks great across the board like it you know it's it looks above average way above average way above average I would say across the board but it has moments especially in the cross events like where you know like if you amp up um the number of laps it just becomes a war of attrition the cross events are like a championship sprint from the 80s like where you know you have like a figure eight and the people who are leading will have to cross against cross traffic against the people who are behind them you know what i mean and so they're like fuck when you're doing that in the late once you get the A class uh, levels of cars you're doing that at like fucking 230 kilometers an hour in like circular drainage ditches and fucking cars are like hitting each other and exploding into screen filling debris at light speed and uh, it's so great okay so anyway back to back to my little review uh the physics can feel for some a little weird, especially at first, but you get used to them, uh, especially once you get the feel for the simulated snap-to-center steering wheel, quote-unquote, on the analog stick was a challenge for me, but once you get that down, you it really makes it super easy to control, and you start to understand that the physics model of the game is based not around, like, real legit physics is about like kind of power sliding a little bit around a corner like it's not a super technical like approach to every corner is no this is more about killing everybody on the racetrack and coming in first while you explode buildings as you do it so anyway um and if you want to play the three yeah here we go and if you want to play the 3d reincarnation of championship sprint meets 90s era off-road but in full fucking first you know full 3d with modern graphics this game is absolutely for you in terms of tone sensibilities and it does not take itself too seriously it's funny very often intentionally, sometimes it's funny unintentionally, it's like, oh my god there's some bad cinema in it, it's hilarious um two final things one, the soundtrack is absolutely fucking fantastic, and two I personally loved all the different event types and the pro- overall progression system and economy balance between uh, the amount of uh, how good of a racer you are and blah 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 
versus how good of a destroyer you are versus how how much money you have and how many fans you have because there's like two tiered economy you get more money for coming in first place you get more fans for crashing into shit you get more fans for taking out people you get literally in a race if you cause an explosion you get more even if like it sets your car on fire and, and it's hurting you and you know maybe knocks you out like by like you know three positions that will give you more fans than you can possibly imagine and more nitrous than you could get just from running a perfectly clean race um, before we close this out and, uh, I got two more points beyond okay, so here we go uh, love all the different uh, types of progression system and economy balance especially early on the different race types which include using your car to launch yourself as a dart across a football field and into a dartboard that, like a fucking 30 story tall dartboard um, and other insane special ride absurdities and other event types combined with a unique campaign structure really well, and I had my most fun, personally, picking my favorite events with my best car, and then amping the la- the number of laps up to crazy levels, which gives you a lot of... If you know that track really well, and you know that you can beat that track in free race really well, then it's a question of balancing out which car you currently have that can actually accomplish that number of laps without exploding and maintaining first place, which becomes a very difficult strategic thing if you do like, say, 20 laps. That will give you like $100,000. Which is what I did. This is why I last time I checked, I was number 78 in the world for numbers of kilometers traveled on the tracks in trail out and those are my favorite my favorite times of the game and you can you know just do them whenever you want but it, it it's the best way to make a lot of money and get a lot of fans and not feel uh constrained it lets you experiment with your cars and stuff and then that drives you into the campaign because the only way to expand the number of slots you have in your garage is by rising through the rankings in the actual festival. There's so many little touches in this game, like there's a a virtual fest app where you can chat with your fans and video live stream with them as Mikhail, who has oh my god, he wears a crash helmet all the time uh, he's got a friend who uh, wears a gas mask all the time, every different racer has their own personalities, you can only be Mikhail um, see, I had, I had fun with uh, campaign structure, and I had my most fun pick, yeah, my best car, and then amping up the laps to crazy levels, you have to be sure that you can actually compete complete 20 laps while sustaining that much damage, so you need like it's it's tricky to pull off you know, when you're starting at the beginning of the game, and that's what makes it so rewarding and remunerative, and then 20 laps takes about 30 minutes to do on uh, oh, and there's tons of tracks, and they have mirrored options, they're not options they have blah, but then there's these set pieces when you face off against the individual uh, bosses and take them down uh, in two steps, it's it's great my my probably my other favorite thing is being able to uh, change Mikhail's uh, clothing. Eventually, you'll unlock that. That in, it happens fairly early on. It's not that expensive. And one of his alternate costumes 
is the dude from The Big Lebowski. And it looks great! They keep the same facial model and everything, but they put him in the greenhouse coat with the little shorts and the flip-flops. And so, like, ah, you'll see such crazy shit if you do that. Uh, so, yeah. Um, for me, it was 25 hours of delicious, mindless, explodey, demo-derbing action movie arcade racing insanity. I think you will like it a lot if you like arcade racers it is literally you just put the pedal to the metal you can even fucking break you know it's not a it's not a very the AI is not that smart but but it's very aggressive they are more into destroying you than uh, winning themselves and that makes and some of the set pieces like every track has like all, like maybe at least three different major shortcut explode the building while you drive through it type of shit it's, it's a phenomenal game Even, and that's coming from someone who hates arcade racers controls a little tricky to get used to at first but if you give the game a try I think it will win you over all the details all this combined highest award that we can possibly bestow on the show worth full price every price at 20 bucks I mean it's totally worth it and uh, support you know support a t- I was shocked when at the end of the credits they're like we are only a team of four people who've been working on this game for six years <laughs> and this game looks so good when it, and when it looks unbelievably good, it's like mind blowing. It's it's mind blowing, and at the frame rates, and it runs with DirectX 12. I'm not sure if that's like I've used. That's the only way I've played the game, and I know that there is a difference between DirectX 12. You selecting DirectX 12 at launch versus 11 because I didn't think DirectX 12 even worked on Linux yet, but it totally, totally does and trail out the frame rate is unbelievable graphics are crazy and it's got some of the best explosions of any game I've seen in recent memory that's our show for this week cheers thanks for listening Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more carnage cheers four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man.
ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.